this morning I start uh, paragraph three of Shobogenzo Tsuki. <coughs> uh, yesterday afternoon I started talk on this paragraph, but I only talk about this uh, very short uh, phrase. So let me read from the beginning. <coughs> Each and every thusness of thus water in moon discussed here must be water moon. It must be water thusness, moon thusness, thusness in or middle or in or middle thusness. It is not said that nyo thus is similarity. Nyo thusness is thisness. The true Dharma body of the Buddha is the thusness or yunyaku of empty space. This empty space is the Buddha's true Dharma body. That is thusness or yunyaku. Because it is the Buddha's true Dharma body, the entire earth, the entire world, the entirety of phenomenal beings and the entirety of actualization are themselves empty space. The hundreds of grasses and the 10,000 phenomenal beings that are actualized as thusness or yunyaku are nothing other than the Buddha's true Dharma body. It is thus water in moon. The time of the moon is not necessarily night, and night is not necessarily dark. Never be caught up only in the small speculative views of human beings. Even where the sun and the moon do not exist, there must be daytime and nighttime. The sun and the moon are not existing for the sake of daytime and nighttime. Because the sun and the moon are both thusness, it is not one moon or two moons. It is not a thousand moons or ten thousand moons. Even in the self of the moon holds the view of one moon or two moons, that is the moon's view. It is not necessarily the expression of the Buddha way or the insight of the Buddha way. Therefore, even though we say there was a moon last night, tonight's moon is not yesterday's moon. We should study and penetrate that tonight's moon is tonight's moon in the beginning, in the middle, and in the end. Because the moon receives transmission from the moon, even though there is the moon, it is not a matter of new and old. So this uh, Paragraph is Dogen's comment on the statement from the uh, Sutra uh, entitled Konko Myo Kyo. 
and the uh, Chinese sentence in the sutra is Butsu Shin Hoshin Yu Nyaku Koku O Butsu Gen Kei Nyo Sui Chu Gets Butsu means Buddha and Shin is true and Ho is Dharma and body. So Buddha's true Dharma body. And Yunyaku, this is Yunyaku, means uh, like. Uh, and Koku is empty space, as I said yesterday afternoon. Empty space has uh, three different meanings. And uh, O is uh, responding, responding, and put these things, butsu, and again is appear or manifest, and K is a form or forms, and this nyo is also like a sea, water, chu, or naka means in, and uh, getsu or tsuki means moon. So uh, my translation of this sentence is uh, the true the true Dharma body of the Buddha is like uh, empty space uh, responding to various things it appears it appears uh, taking on forms so Buddha's Dharma body is uh, like an empty space which has no form and no separation, this entire oneness. And yet, uh, responding to each and every uh, things, this uh, Buddha's Dharma body, like an empty space, appear itself or manifest itself uh, taking different forms. So in each and every forms, that means concrete things, Buddha's Dharma body is manifested. And that is like, that is like uh, the moon in the water. You know, moon is one in the sky, but de depend in each and every uh, drop of water or a, a pond or a lake or ocean if whatever uh, 
wherever there is water, the moon uh, is reflected, each and every drop of water. That is the meaning of this uh, statement from the uh, sutra. Now Dogen uh, make comments on this uh, statement. And uh, f first he start to talk about the last line. And he, as I said yesterday, he kind of uh, deconstruct the uh, sentence or phrase into each uh, words. Then he can see this no is not necessarily like, but it means uh, tata or uh, thusness or just thus. And three uh, and moon is okay, but this two can uh, mean middle. in middle way, or it can also mean center. So he divided this uh, phrase into each word. And the, you know, then he reconstruct uh, different uh, phrase and show the different meaning that is uh, what he's doing in this first sentence of this paragraph. He said, each and every thusness, each and every thusness is nyo nyo. He repeat uh, nyo twice, nyo nyo. So, uh, <coughs> nyo nyo, each and every aspect of uh, thusness, or as it isness, of uh, this uh, phrase uh, of this phrase I translate thus water in moon or this can be thus water middle moon so, so that is the way he divided this, this phrase into four parts and he make a different combination. That is, uh, thus uh, discussed here must be water moon. So first uh, he put the expression, make expression, three gets. Put this one and this one. Three gets means you know, as I introduced Dogen's poem, when uh, the water is splashed by the water uh, bird, uh, that each and on each and every uh, drop of water uh, is deflected by the uh, moonlight, and each and every drop of water shining like the real moon. And that uh, condition, uh, water and moon together, that is called, he called that is water moon. So it's a water, 
but it's not simply a water. It's also the moon. So th this is a combination of water and the moon. And not only water and the moon, but each one of us, not only human beings, but each being is the same as water, moon, or in ourselves, human moon, human beings as an individual, but within ourselves, moon is reflected. So we can say this is human moon or a shohaku moon. Uh, and uh, it must be water thusness. Water thusness is sui nyo he changed the order, water thusness. The water is itself, of course, thusness. The water is just water. And moon thusness, that is getsu and nyo. So moon is also thusness. Water is thusness. Moon is thusness. And thusness in, thusness in is nyo and chu. Nyo and chu. He made this combination. That means this nyo. Nyo means, uh, you know, just as it is, without any definition or evaluation and judgment, or even definition. So moon is, water is not simply water, it's moon. And moon is not simply moon, it's water. So these two are always together. And in the case of human beings, we are deluded uh, individual beings. Our uh, view is also almost always distorted. But within this, uh, you know, distorted view, or the person, the karmic person who has always distorted view, uh, is also the moon. And in the case of Dogen, this is Buddha nature. So our beings is always combination of karmic nature and Buddha nature. Or Sawaki Roshi, my teacher's teacher, often says, uh, we have Buddha nature, and yet we also have a thief nature. We are always trying to get something, steal something, and make it my thing or my possession. So uh, we have both. Buddha nature is there, and yet also thief nature is there. That is our karmic nature. And depending upon what we do, uh, we manifest Buddha nature or manifest uh, thief nature. Uh, when we manifest thief nature, we become thief. And when we manifest Buddha nature, we become Buddha. Not we, but our action based on thief nature is thief. And our action based on Buddha nature or manifest, manifesting Buddha nature is Buddha. So our practice can be Buddha or Buddha nature, or can be a thief, or a manifestation of thief nature. So depending upon what we do, so practice is really important. It's not this being can be, can be not can be, but is combination of thief nature and Buddha nature. It can become either. So we have to 
be very careful in each moment, in each actions, whether we manifest Buddha nature or thief nature. So we cannot say, you know, this is thief or this is Buddha, because both are there. Or we cannot say this is water or this is a moon. This is combination of water and the moon. That means individuality and something universal are together. That is kind of very difficult uh, condition to make definition. What is this? And if we make definition, we limit this thing, either this side or that side. That's why, you know, uh, Buddhist, uh, not uh, Buddhist uh, from India, <coughs> they use this kind of a strange word, tata or tatata, means as it is. Within this as it is, there's no definition and no evaluation or judgment whether this is positive or negative. This just, this just point out this real reality without making definition and evaluation. Because this can be either uh, Buddha or thief, depending upon what we do. So that is a uh, thusness, or as it isness, or suchness, means just as such. And that, that uh, uh, reality of uh, not necessarily so, or not always so, is uh, what is uh, meant by nyo uh, and chu. There is no way to make definition and evaluation, and yet that is the middle, that is the center, that is the essence of this being. And uh, next he changed the order, nyo chu and chu nyo, chu and nyo. That is how he sees each and every being as a combination of individuality and universality together, or impermanence and uh, eternity getting always together. That is a very strange idea, as an idea. But that is how uh, the things and the how our life is from our, as I said, Dogen is always uh, seeing and talking from his Zazen. So when we see things from our Zazen, means letting go of thought or opening the hand of thought, then we start to see before uh, the things, before in Uchiyama Roshi's definition, the raw, raw or fresh reality before being processed or cooked, cooked within our mind. You know, when we make a name, make names, and uh, make definition, and evaluation, and judgment, this is how what is already cooked within human thinking. 
but the raw, fresh reality before being cooked by, in the process of our thinking, is fat, this you know, strange word, thusness, or as it isness, or suchness, referred to. So these uh, words has no meaning, but just point out that reality before uh, thinking before evaluation, before any human uh, activity. And our zazen is just put our entire beings on that ground of thusness, even though within our brain still all different kind of thinking and uh, evaluation and judgment is going on, because during zazen we sit and letting go, that means those thoughts are not my thinking. And thoughts are there, but I'm not thinking. This is a kind of a strange thing, but I probably, as I said uh, in the uh, first day, this is what we do. And this is like uh, putting, when we drive a car, putting the gear into neutral, then the engine is moving, but the car doesn't move. So this, in our zazen, we are simply thusness. That means we don't make any karma. You know, karmic thought is coming and going, but we are not moved by them. And we don't take any action. We, while we are sitting, in this in zazen we make determination not to take any action based on those thoughts so we in zazen we don't make karma because we do nothing we just sit actually this sitting is not my personal action according to dogen you know in jiju zanmai dogen said even for a short time if we display uh, Buddha Mudra within uh, body and mind, Buddha Mudra, uh, you know, this upright posture, and uh, this uh, is called Mudra, the form of hands. This is called uh, Hokkai Jo In or Cosmic Mudra, but only, not only the shape of our hands but we display uh, Buddha Mudra with this entire body and mind. This Mudra is, is like a seal or a stamp. So we call this, um, and this Mudra is Buddha's, Buddha's seal. That means, you know, in uh, Asian countries, uh, when someone uh, make calligraphy or painting, and if you find the person's stamp or seal, this means this uh, satisfy this calligraphy or painting, this work is made by this person. So when we display Buddha Mudra in this sitting, then this sitting belongs to Buddha, not belongs to this person. So in our sitting, we letting go of this person. We open our hand 
and being free from this person's karmic, karmic uh, consciousness. That is what letting go of thought or opening the hand of thought means. When we let go of thought, we let go of our karmic consciousness. Even though you know, thought from karmic consciousness is coming and going, and yet it is idling. So we don't negate karmic consciousness. We don't try to kill them. But it's still there, but it's not my thing. So this entirety of being that is sitting belongs to Buddha, not belongs to me. That is why Dogen said this Zazen is Buddha's practice, not human practice to make these human beings into Buddha. But this Zazen is itself Buddha's practice. That is a kind of a very unique point of Dogen's uh, teaching and practice. Anyway, that idea, not idea, but that style of practice, that understanding of our practice and our uh, activities, or practice as an uh, entire life, not including Zazen and other day-to-day -day activities in our daily lives, came from this, this kind of understanding of the reality of our life. It's, we are each one of us is very unique person, and this uniqueness means limited, as a, based on our karma, means based on uh, the situation or condition we have been living, uh, we are limited. And yet, within this limited, small karmic beings, the bound, boundless uh, moon, moonlight, is reflected. So this is combination of two sides. Uh, that is what he is saying in the next sentence. It is not said that nyo, nyo or thus is similarity. If we read this as like, you know, Buddha's Dharma body is like yeah, Buddha, or Buddha's Dharma body manifests itself like, uh, like the moon in the drop of water, then this, this nyo means a, a similarity or a simil. But he, does, he doesn't read this nyo as a similarity. But he says nyo or thusness is thisness. This is, this is, thisness is a kind of a strange word, I think. But Fat Dogen said is nyo, this same nyo, is ze. Uh, this ze is the same ze in shiki soku ze ku. You know, form is itself emptiness. This, uh, this is itself is ze. And this ze, or kore also means this. This means this concrete being. It has certain form, certain limitations, certain size, and, and appear 
certain time and stay for a while, certain period of time, and disappear a uh, certain time. That, that you know, very concrete being, like us as individual, is, uh, can be called they. So thusness, this is kind of a strange translation as English, but I translate this, thusness is thisness means thusness is, has no form and there's no limitation or restriction. But thusness should manifest itself. Only way thusness can be manifested is as thisness, as certain fixed particular form within certain fixed particular time and space. That means uh, each and every one of us and each and every beings at this moment is a manifestation of thusness. So, and you know, this nyo and ze as a compound uh, used nyo uh, ze. is used as thusness itself. You know, uh, uh, in the uh, Lotus Sutra, in the second chapter of the Lotus Sutra, the Sutra uh, mentioned about true reality of all beings, or Shoho Jisso, as I mentioned before. In that uh, part of the Lotus Sutra, uh, Shoho Jisso, or true reality of all beings, is mentioned as ten suchness. Ten suchness or thusness, and this suchness is nyoze. Ju nyoze is ten suchness. So nyo and ze together can be suchness, but uh, it seems Dogen is also separate these two as nyo and ze. Thusness and thisness. You know, Common people like us cannot do such a kind of a praying with words, but somehow Dogen was very kind of free. His mind was very free to freely make, you know, uh, deconstruct the sentence or a compound and reconstruct some, with something different. So he, he's, all, he's like a, really like a magician, magician of language. His mind is so free. I don't know how one person can do such a thing. So uh, I'm, in order to understand what he's doing, I suffer, I really suffer. <laughs> how, how this sentence can lead in such a way? It's, uh, it's beyond my ability. So I, we have to study uh, for many years. Still, I'm not sure is this what he really thinking or not. This is what I'm talking now is my understanding. That means my guess. It might be how Dogen's mind working. And the next sentence. Uh, the true Dharma body of the Buddha 
is the thusness. In this case, this thusness is not this new, but uh, the expression appeared in the first, uh, uh, no, second line of this statement from the uh, sutra. That is, you, nyaku. Yunyak also means like this. In this case, there's no this. This simply means is like. So what he's saying, the true Dharma body of the Buddha, that is the first word, uh, is the Yunyaku, is the thusness. So he did, uh, this is not a noun, but he, this, this, he read this expression as noun. Like, how can we make it in, into noun? Something like likeness. Something looks like that, such, and yet it's not really that. It's not really that, but it looks like that. That uh, nature of beings is called, expressed with this kind of strange expression. Uh, is the thusness or yunyaku of empty space. So he doesn't read this sentence as a true Dharma body of the Buddha is like the empty space. But he reads this as a true Dharma body of the Buddha, or Buddha's true Dharma body, uh, is thusness, and that is empty space. So this empty space is the Buddha's true Dharma body. So this koku is Buddha's true Dharma body of Buddha. And that is uh, thusness. So Buddha's body and thusness and empty space are the three names of one thing. Does it make sense? Buddha's Dharma body and being like this, or thusness, and koku, or empty space, are the same thing. That is how Dogen did this statement. So, uh, and as I said yesterday af afternoon, uh, you know, there's a conversation between two Chinese Zen masters, how to grasp or study understanding the uh, empty space. And uh, one person uh, tried to grasp with the air, with hands, but another the master grasped the person's nose, and this is emptiness or empty space. That means empty space is not something uh, beyond this phenomenal world, but each and every beings within this phenomenal world is empty space. Therefore, because it is the Buddha's true Dharma body, the entire earth, this entire earth, and the entire world, this entire world in which we are living, and the entirety of phenomenal beings, each and every beings within this world, and the entirety of actualization 
actualization is 現状 So everything happening at this moment, at this present moment, is or are themselves empty space. Therefore, they are each and everything are or is Buddha's Dharma body. So it's not a matter of there's something called Buddha's Dharma body and this、uh, formless and boundless thing appeared. Uh, as each and every being, s but each and every phenomenal being s as a particular、uh, thing is or are themselves Buddha's Dharma body. So it's not there are two, it's not there are two worlds, phenomenal world and beyond phenomenal world, and this beyond phenomenal world manifests itself as a phenomenal world. When we use you know, this、uh, you know, phenomenal world and something like Buddha's Dharma body, it seems there are two separate things, and we try to make these two things are one. But、uh, Dogen tried to,、uh, how can I say, eliminate or、uh, take this separation as a concept of this phenomenal world and something beyond phenomenal world. Because、uh, you know, within this phenomenal world, we cannot rely on anything because everything is changing and everything has no substance. So we want to find or grasp something which doesn't change and which we can always、uh, rely on and trust. That, that is something、uh, you know, boundless or universal and never change. And、uh, we try to understand you know, this phenomenal world which is always changing, changing based on that thing. That thing means the kind of a world created in our mind. Or sometimes, in the Western philosophy, that,、uh, that uh, beyond the phenomenal world, the world beyond the phenomenal world is called the world of Ide. Idea means concept, I think,、uh, in Plato's philosophy. And in that philosophy, you know, the things、uh, existing in this world is a kind of a shadow of ideas. So that is real reality, and this is a shadow of the reality, true, true world. But what Dogen, not only Dogen, but Shakyamuni and Uh, Nagarjuna and Dogen want to say is this is real world. That is a production of our mind. So this is real reality, even though everything is changing and we cannot grasp and we cannot control with our mind. Still, this is only true and, and uh, uh, what is another word?、Uh, actual world. We can live. So, all beings and all space, everything happening in this world is、uh, themselves empty space that is Buddha's Dharma body. If we try to find something called Buddha's Dharma body of something eternal、uh, beyond this world or beside what is happening, 
within and without ourselves, there's no such thing. So the hundreds of grasses and the 10,000 phenomenal beings, this means each and everything uh, appearing, staying for a while and disappearing like us, that are actualized as thusness. So this phenomenal world, things happening within this phenomenal world is thusness. Therefore, that is Buddha's Dharma body. Uh, nothing other than the Buddha's true Dharma body. It is thus water in moon. He just continued, repeat this, Nyo Sui Chu gets. And from next sentence, he kind of point out our limited views using words and concept. That is, the time of the moon is not necessarily night, and night is not necessarily dark. In our common sense uh, understanding, you know, moon appeared in the night and shining in the night, and sun uh, is in the daytime. So moon is for the night, night time, and sun is for the uh, daytime. And uh, night is always dark. We know this is not really true, because in the summer, in the uh, near the North Pole, uh, there's no uh, dark, no darkness. It's you know almost 24 hours. It it has some light, but we call it night. Of, and uh, even in the daytime, it can be dark if we close our mouth, our eyes, or if we uh, shut all the cover all the windows and switch the light off, it can be dark. So darkness and light, uh, brightness is, n is not necessarily, you know, uh, as we think. But as a common sense, we think that is true. And I think this uh, next, in next uh, sentence he said, he called this a small speculative views. Never be caught up only in the small speculative views of human beings. This is our uh, conditioned or karmic views. Depending upon our karma, we see things in a very uh, different, uh, limited way. You know, as I always uh, draw, we are existing as a part of uh, Indra's net, but uh, as a karmic person or conditioned person, uh, we see from uh, this position to other beings. That means 
we are uh, inside of this network, we cannot, we need to take a position, certain position. We cannot see this entirety from outside as an object. So we always see from inside. We are born within this world and live within this world and die within this world. So we are always see this uh, entirety of network from inside. To this, so we have to make, take a position. You know, even in this small room, I face this way. So I see, you know, that side of the room, but I don't see behind me. And you see this side of the room, you know, that is the limitation. And yet, because we can, you know, turn around our head, and we can memorize, remember what is behind me, we think I see entire room. But that is not really true. At, the, at one moment, we can only see half of the world. And yet, uh, within our mind, we kind of uh, uh, construct the image of this world as if we are seeing from outside. So as an actual seeing, or when we see things using our eyes and our mind, that is, in according to Buddhism, six sense organs and six uh, object of sense organs. This is uh, sense organs and object of sense organs. And when we see, this is eye or, and color. When we see there's a separation between subject and object. And that is how we see things, how we see the world uh, in this way, as this person become object and uh, those things as subject, whether those are uh, eye, ear, nose, tongue, and body, or uh, color, uh, sound, smell, or taste, and touch. Those are how we experience this world. And uh, with the sixth uh, sense organ, that is our mind, we kind of uh, create the view how this world is like. Uh, and that is always from this point. And that means uh, the person from another position can have completely different view. Because I was born in Japan and I became a Buddhist and I was trained as a Buddhist priest in Japan. So basically my view is a Japanese Buddhist priest. And I'm a male, so I see things from Japanese Buddhist, uh, Japanese few male Buddhist priest point of view. That is how I see this world and may create our uh, picture of the world. But, uh, People, for example, from Africa or China or Russia, 
or anywhere else can see this world from very, very different perspective. So our view is really small and limited. And yet we think, we think my view is right view. If uh, other people have different view, then I think they are wrong. I am right, they are wrong. Or they are inferior, I am superior. superior. <laughs> and we start to argue. And of sometimes we start to fight even because of the difference of views and the system of values. That is how we see things as, as a karmic person. So uh, the kind of a um, common expression in China and Japan about this view, this kind of view is uh, kanken. Han is like a like a tube. You know, we see the world with through a kind of a tube, and we only see you know this you know uh, size, and yet we think this is the entire world. Or another example is a frog in the well. Frog in the well. Uh, when frog is in the well, uh, the frog can see only limited uh, part of the sky, but frog thinks this is the entire sky. Uh, and I think in English expression this is called a tunnel vision. We only see the part of it, and yet we think we know everything. And my idea, my view, my judgment is absolutely right. Anything against my view is wrong. And that those people who have, who have such a view is uh, problems. So sometimes we think we need to eliminate those people. Then this world becomes peaceful and harmonious. And I think logically that is true. <laughs> if we can eliminate all people who have different views, different ideas, dif different system of value, then this world becomes peaceful and harmonious. But it doesn't work in that way, unfortunately. So we have to find the way how to live together with those people who have different view and uh, idea and value without eliminating them without fighting against them how can we uh, live in harmony in harmony uh, with those people who has uh, who is from different uh, cultural or spiritual uh, racial background to do so uh, in order instead of you know fighting or eliminating those people we have to become free from our you know, uh, tunnel views. That is, uh, I think, easier way, easier than killing all the people who is against me. And that is, I think, our practice is about. 
by letting go of our uh, tunnel view, by letting go, we become free from our views. Then we can have some space, some room, we can hear from other people and work together with other people. Then our view become even a little bit you know, broader or more flexible. That is how I think our practice and study Dharma uh, works uh, in our daily lives when we live together with other people who have different view and different opinion and different value system. So now Dogen is talking about this, uh, you know, karmic limited narrow view. And he, uh, we don't think, you know, moon is shining in the sky in the night is a limited uh, tunnel view because we, I think, almost all human beings agree with it. But that does not mean that that is really true. You know, or we say sunrise and sunset and uh, within human world, no one disagree with this, but that is not really true because sun doesn't move. Earth is moving around the sun, so sunrise doesn't make sense. It's not, it's not correct. It's a false speech. But as a convention, as a human, within human world, we, we uh, you know, make agreement. We say uh, sunrise and sunset, and that is not a mistake. So it works only within, it's valid only within human world. But when we see the true reality of all beings, we have to question about this kind of uh, human convention, whether it is really true. And that is what Dogen is trying to do about day and night and sun and moon. Uh, even where the sun and the moon do not exist, there must be daytime and nighttime. The sun and the moon are not existing for the sake of daytime and nighttime. You know, as a common sense, we think when we see the sun, uh, moon, we think, you know, this is nighttime, and when we see the sun, that is a daytime. But sometimes we can see the white moon in the blue sky in the daytime. So sun, moon is not necessarily uh, for the night. I think that is true. So when we did this kind of you know, sentence, how Dogen could be so free from his own way of you know, thinking. And because the sun and the moon are both thusness, it is not one moon or two moons, it is not a thousand moons or ten thousand moons. That means, uh, you know, we think each and every being 
uh, is independent, so we can count if these are moons. We, can, we, can, we think we can count one moon, two moons, three moons, or thousand moons, or ten thousand moons, or a myriad moons. But uh, that is not necessarily true. Uh, it works in certain uh, area, within certain boundary, but it doesn't work outside of that boundary. And uh, even if the self of the moon, the self of the moon is like a uh, water moon, self of the moon. We are an individual self, but as Dogen said, within this uh, self, you know, uh, the boundless moon is reflected. So this is called, Dogen called this as the self of the moon. We are the uh, combination of this individual karmic self and boundary, uh, boundless moonlight. So the self of the moon is this person, and this is uh, existing as a part of this uh, indoor net. But still, our view is limited, depending upon where we are. So hold the view of one moon or two moons, we try to make a uh, distinction between something countable and something incountable. And that is a moon's view. In this case, this person as a moon. This is a limited view. It is not necessarily the expression of the Buddha way. In here, you know, as I said in the very beginning of Zenki, Buddha way is means Buddha's awakening, and uh, we, in a common understanding of this uh, Buddha's awakening, uh, we kind of think or imagine when Shakyamuni was sitting under the Bodhi tree, he had some awakening to see the reality. That is uh, how he became Buddha. In that case, uh, you know, his awakening and the Dharma uh, is separate. He is subject and he awakened to that reality or Dharma. But this separation is a problem. You know, his awakening and also his wisdom. His wisdom is his understanding through his awakening. And this uh, dharma or reality itself must be one. Because there are two separate things, as subject and object. This structure is itself deluded, a fiction. So Shakyamuni awakened to this entirety within, from within, from inside. That's why he was kind of a special person. He didn't see this uh, total uh, network from outside, but he, somehow he was awakened. That means he was a part of this network. 
he didn't see you know, this network as an as object. You know, now I'm talking about this uh, Indra's net as if Indra's net is on this whiteboard. And I see this as object, and I talk about you know, this interconnectedness as a kind of idea. So what I'm doing now is completely deluded. So please don't believe what I'm saying. Otherwise, we create another separation. So what Buddha awakened to is not, that is Dharma, is not the object. And his awakening and his wisdom is subject. If we understand in such a way, then we are understanding Buddha, Buddhist teaching in very in most deluded way. That's why you know we have to let go of even our understanding of Buddhism or Buddha's teaching and just sit within this network, just be there and live and being together with all beings. That is only real way of actualizing Buddha's awakening. Whatever theory or philosophy is a fiction. Even it is written in the Buddhist sutras or scriptures or even Dogen's writings. Uh, if we you know, read, study Dogen's writings and create certain kind of uh, philosophical system of Dogen, then that is, in his experience, that is a painting rice cake. This is a, no, this is still a pain, painting rice cake. You know, real rice cake is here, where we are living and breathing and thinking and doing things. So even if the sense self of the moon holds the view of one moon or two moons, that is the moon's view, our view, from our karmic point of view, it is not necessarily the expression of the Buddha way or the insight of the Buddha way. Uh, therefore, even though we say there was a moon last night, tonight's moon is not yesterday's moon. We should study and penetrate that, that tonight's moon is tonight's moon, in the beginning, in the middle, and in the end. Uh, this sentence and next sen sentence, uh, he's saying an opposite thing, I think. That means uh, what he's saying in this sentence is same as, you know, when he discussed about the firewood in the Genjo Koan. You know, in the uh, flow of time, the, the moment uh, of firewood is just a firewood, and yet uh, it before and after is cut off. So f firewood is simply 100% firewood at this moment. And uh, that is not a continuation of you know, the time of tree. 
and it's not a preparation to become ash. But high, uh, firewood is 100% completely firewood at this moment. And uh, before and after is cut off. And yet, this is what he is saying uh, in this sentence, that is, uh, today's moon is really today's moon. You know, this today's moon is different from yesterday's moon. So therefore, even though we say there was a moon last night, we we usually say so. Tonight's moon is not yesterday's moon. So there's a uh, today and yesterday is cut off. Today is simply today. Yesterday has gone already, so there's no such thing called yesterday. Yesterday is only within my thinking as a memory. And future is only within our mind as a kind of a, a hope or a planning or a ambition or something else or desire. So, true reality is only today's moon. So, we should study and penetrate that tonight's moon is tonight's moon. It's not a continuation from yesterday's moon. And it's not a uh, step toward that tomorrow's moon. Today's moon is 100% today's moon. But in the uh, next sentence, he says opposite thing. So in this uh, sentence, what he's saying is discontinuation. Each moment is separate, and each this moment is only reality. So there is a discontinuation. But the next sentence, he mentioned also a continuation. That is, because the moon receives transmission from the moon. Moon receives transmission from yesterday's moon and give transmission to tomorrow's moon. So there is continuation. So within these two sentences, uh, he mentioned, he pointed out two sides of reality, same as, you know, uh, Todatsu and Genjo in the beginning of Zenki, he said, Todas is revelation and Genjo is manifestation. As manifestation, today's moon is only true reality. There's no before and after is cut off. And yet, uh, as a Todatsu, you know, today's moon is liberated from today's moon. And life is liberated from life and this is liberated from this, or a baby is liberated from babyhood. That's why baby can become a boy or a girl. So there are uh, always two sides. One is, this is 100% exactly it is. It's not a, a result of something, and it's not a preparation of something. You know, Saokiroshi, it's a kind of a, he, he had a very good sense of humor. 
and in order to ex not explain but teach this kind of strange logic uh, in Dogen's teachings. He used very kind of a very concrete and funny uh, and understandable examples. That is, he said, when a kid go to a, a kindergarten, he said, going to kindergarten is not a preparation to go to the elementary school. But when the, the kid is going to kindergarten, that is the entire world and entire life. We don't need to think going to kindergarten is preparation to go to an elementary school. And to study at elementary school is not a preparation to go to high school. And uh, to going to high school is not a preparation for going to college or university. But our, in our common sense, we think so. But when we, are kinder, we go to kindergarten, we are 100% you know, uh, what do you call kindergarten student? Uh, student or pupil of kindergarten. We can just enjoy it. <laughs> we don't need to think about next year we need to go to high school, uh, elementary school. And when we are studying at the elementary school, we just enjoy and free being there. But we usually think, you know, this is a pre preparation to go to the, to receive higher education. Uh, he, said, this is a delusion. This is a mistake. If we think of impermanence, maybe we may die before going to elementary school. If this is a preparation, then when uh, the uh, kid died before going to elementary school, then this, person, this kid's you know, life is a failure, has no meaning. If, uh, our, if all those education is a preparation to receive the college education, if uh, then when the person died when he was a high school, he or she was a high school student, then all he the person did has no meaning, no value, because that going to the university is the goal. Now, if we think in that way, you know, the final goal of our life is going to the grave. So all things we do in our lifetime is a preparation to enter a grave. And Saokiro said that is not so meaningful way of life. So we should be this moment when we are, uh, we go to a kindergarten, just, go, just be a kindergarten uh, pupil. And if we are high school student, just really 100% high school student. And what we study at the high school is uh, bring about the next step. So, uh, you know, especially as I, I think I uh, talked about my experience at high school, you know, my uh, friend died when he was 17. If, you know, we 
going to the university or becoming uh, some kind of uh, <coughs> uh, person in the world, having certain job or achieving certain things. You know, his life was really no have no value when one person died at a high school student. But his life was you know, very precious. Even uh, he died when he was 17, or some, you know, some, peop some people died when they were a kid. But still, the life at that moment is really precious. So we should not think, you know, the life uh, is not meaningless until we reach the goal. And there is no such goal. If there is certain one goal we can all of us reach is graveyard. But everything we do before that has its own uh, beauty and preciousness. So this kind of a common sense that we are, what we are doing is a preparation for uh, something else. We lose the uh, sight and also a uh, very important part of our life. That means being right now, right here, and fully enjoy and appreciate what we are doing now, whether we can reach the goal or not. In fact, this moment is really important and valuable and precious. Uh, well, so at the end of this paragraph, he mentioned two uh, opposite sides of this reality. One is moment by moment, and, and another is also there's some continuation. Continuation, and this continuation is a kind of a philosophical question, but he, he uh, kind of described in a very kind of a visual we well, I think it's time to stop talking. Uh, we have one more lecture this afternoon, I think. So I can go another paragraph. But I, I'm sure I cannot finish, complete this fascicle. Uh, but I don't think we waste the time. We, we need such, you know, such amount of time to really fully discuss what Dogen is talking about. Well, uh, any question or comments, please? Um, I'm curious what Tsuki is. The other, the other meaning of Tsuki mm. that you said at the beginning, mm. you said that there was another... Yeah. Uh, he wrote the title of this fascicle as Tsuki with, the, with these Chinese characters. And uh, we read as Tsuki. 
but this is a very unusual way of uh, writing the word tsuki. Usually, we use this much simpler Chinese character. This is tsuki. But intentionally, he write this way. And he use this Chinese character as a sound. This Chinese character can uh, pronounce tsu, and this one, ki. But uh, uh, he also use these two Chinese characters uh, not only express uh, the sound, but also meaning. He used uh, these characters' meanings, and the meaning is tsu is entire, or whole, and the key is function. Same key in zenki. So zenki means total function, and tsuki in this Chinese, this Chinese character also can mean total function. So this uh, has kind of a double image. This, this is tsuki, but this is also total function. OK? Please. Okay. But um, first, I'm just so grateful for your offering and for the way that you unpack these things and share these translations. Because mm. now, when I look back at old translations, mm. I think I didn't understand anything <laughs> at all. Mm. And one thing in particular, not that I understand it now, mm. but one thing in particular that I appreciate was your um, translation of. Um, Instead of water reflecting mm -hmm. the moon, mm -hmm. you say water in the moon. Mm -hmm. Because the in can allow for both reflecting and being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you also spoke about chu, mm -hmm. and how this, this can also mean middle way, mm -hmm. I got so excited because I've been thinking about Ji um, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. from Tendai School, and mm -hmm. he was. Um, Followed authentic practice based on authentic uh, understanding and insight about the uh, uh, Dharma. So when, when I went there, I wondered mm. from, from Dogen's point of view, mm. is genuine practice even possible without mm. insight into the two truths? Of course. So it's still possible? Sure. Still yeah. Possible. You know, to understand Dogen is really difficult. And uh, I have been studying and practicing Dogen for 40 years, but uh, I think first 20 years, what Dogen wrote doesn't really make any sense at all. But uh, even though I studied, uh, 
and I try to understand intellectually. And uh, for certain degree, I thought I understood what Dogen is saying. But I, after I became forty, I felt you know I found discovered that my understanding was not really true. It's all a mistake. Um, but uh, practice without understanding, or without at least a correct understanding, uh, practice is practice. And I try to follow uh, Zazen and other practice in our daily life, following the example of Dogen and my teachers. Uh, you know, that practice without you know, correct understanding uh, is really the foundation of my life. Because of that kind of a practice without correct, correct understanding, now I have certain understanding. And I'm not sure this is really correct understanding. Maybe next year I said, you know, what I said today was wrong. But that is a kind of a process of studying. So, uh, you know, there's no such kind of a certain fixed system of dogma in this practice. So our practice, we, our practice and study is a kind of a process of deepening and broadening our understanding. Can I ask one question? Okay. A um, couple of days ago you also connected practice with vow. With vow? Mm -hmm. You made a distinction between intention and vow. Mm -hmm. And so in this whole thinking about um, these things we've been talking about, you keep you know, comparing like dependent co-arising to the mm. tree or to the car or mm. to these mechanisms. Mm. But there's something in human being mm. which is not a tree, which is not a car. Mm. We have this capacity to, to vow. Mm. And so how is vow related to practice and, and who, who vows? <laughs> who vows? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know who, but somehow we receive, we allow the bodhicitta and receive the bodhisattva practice and take this bodhisattva vows. Who is this? It's a really good question. I think we can say, you know, water moon. You know, water moon awakened to the nature of water moon, that means our life. Then somehow, Dogen said somehow, or without particular reason, or even we don't understand or we don't know, somehow when we live uh, based on kind of uh, uh, illusory understanding or self-centered way, we somehow feel this is not right, this is not healthy. So we try to find alternative way of life. I think that is like, uh, you know, plants, plants grow toward the sun. That is not a plant's intention or a personal idea, but somehow plants is, uh, has a life which grow toward the sun. And I think we have, our life is the same kind of uh, nature, not a tendency, 
nature that we want to live uh, in a healthy way based on the true reality of all beings, I think. What do you think? Okay. Please. I think this is also about the uh, you know continuation and discontinuation. You know, each person is just each person, but there are continuation also. I mean, what I said was when Uchemarosh was alive, uh, he was the center of his world, and I was within part of his world as his disciple. But when Uchemarosh passed away. The uh, Shohaku, as his disciple, within his world, is passed away also. But he, Uchamros, continued to live as my teacher within my world. So his world uh, is his own, and my world is my own, uh, and that my world is born together with me uh, 65 years ago, and continue. I don't know how many more years, but uh, within uh, my life, Uchamroshi is still alive. That is what I think, that is what I said, as my teacher. And that is how you know, each person's life is really uh, independent. We, uh, that means we cannot really transmit anything. His life is complete within his life and my life is complete within my life. 
so there's nothing to transmit. But somehow, uh, within this uh, relation, uh, in a sense, my practice is continuation of his practice. In a sense, you know, what I'm doing now is a result or fruit of what he did in his lifetime. That is how, you know, uh, how can I say? Uh, even though each of us are independent and it has its own world, still there is something continued. That is what lineage means from Shakyamuni Buddha to each and every ancestors. Dharma continues. And yet each person is very unique. Each, each uh, ancestor is a very unique people. <coughs> and this, uh, again, this uh, kind of uh, uh, both independence or disconnection and uh, connect, discontinuity and continuity. Dogen use uh, uh, expression katto. Uh, katto usually translated as an entanglement. No, katto literally means katsu is kuzu and to is wisteria, both vines. So, you know, when Shakyamuni awakened, you know, his uh, vine grows and Mahakashapa has his own root and grow. And somehow uh, Shakyamuni's vine and Mahakashapa's vine entangled. And uh, their awakening and practice continues. And that continues to uh, our, to this time. So, usually this expression, katto or entanglement, uh, is used in a very negative way. In Buddhist term, kato entanglement is our thinking. So cut off that uh, entanglement is uh, awakening or enlightenment. But Dogen used this uh, expression kato or entanglement in a very positive way. That means each person is different, independent uh, person. And yet somehow, you know, Buddha's awakening and Mahakashapa's awakening somehow uh, entangle each other and looks like they are the same. But roots are different. That is how this Dharma has been transmitted from Shakyamuni to our time. I, th I think parents or grandparents are still alive in our life. And uh, what they did, I mean, uh, not only my teacher, but I have parents and I have grandparents. And my, what I'm doing is, in a sense, a continuation of their life, I think. Uh, you know, my family 
was a uh, uh, merchant in Osaka for six, six generations. And uh, at the end of World War II, because of the you know, bombing by American Air Force, my family lost everything. So that kind of a business is uh, stopped. So there's some discontinuation, but somehow what I'm doing, not as a Dharma or a Buddhist teaching and practice, but what I'm doing is, in a sense, the continuation of what my father did. <coughs> and his, uh, what my father did was a continuation of what his uh, parents did. So uh, even if it's not Dharma or Buddhist teachings, I think uh, within, you know, what do you call it? Uh, family lineage, it can be the same thing. And not only the you know, human world, but in a sense, all, all, form of forms, all, all forms of life start from you know, one uh, single cell living beings. You know, billions of years ago, it's kind of, somehow it's start. And all forms of living beings uh, is a kind of a continuation from that, you know, first living beings. So we are really like a, like a, how can I say, trees, a tree of life. And, you know, on this tree of life, all beings are really connected. And yet each being is really independent. Mm -hmm. Well, if if we think you know this five scandals is is me, then this five scandals dispersed, then I dispersed. But if we understand this interconnectedness, you know this five scandals is not uh, or my real self is not limited within this five scandals. But f so what I'm doing is connected to the future, I think, or I believe. So uh, even though the individual person called Shohaku Okumura can see what's happening in the future or not, is, I'm not sure. But uh, you know, what things happening in the future is the result of what we are doing now. In that sense, uh, you know, this process is really ourselves, actually. So I, you know, whether I personally can connect with something happening in the future or not is uh, not a question to me. Whether uh, such a you know continuation is there or not, still we are connected. And to me, that is enough. Because you know, Tibetan Buddhism mm. emphasizes mm. some 
kicking a dog today, mm. that dog in a past life, my mm. father, mm. That, that's a, mm. heavily, in, mm. heavily emphasized. Mm. You know, someone was your teacher, mm. or every person you meet was once a mother in your life, mm. was your mother mm. in a past life. Mm. So it is then very, very different in that uh, Not very different. Uh, even in Japanese Buddhism, that kind of uh, uh, causality is taught, but uh, not so much in Dogen's teachings. Dogen's teaching put much emphasis on uh, right now, right here, and a connection with all beings. But uh, no, I think no Buddhist negate that kind of theory or teaching of uh, connectedness and reincarnation. But Dogen or Zen don't put too much emphasis on that aspect of Buddhist teaching. Okay. Please. responding to various things that appears taking on forms like the moon and water. Um, and you also said like when you define something, you, you limit it. But I'm wondering if one can also um, see the true Dharma body like empty space, also meaning like energy. It's just, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's energy. And energy mm-hmm. appears to take on forms, mm-hmm. um, moon, water, air, statue. Mm-hmm. I think that is a possible interpretation. Can like one go a step further? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's going to give an emotion in terms of compassion to say the essence of that awake energy is, is also compassion, or is that too much? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it's depending on the definition of what is compassion and what is uh, emotion and what is the difference. I think. So I have no answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You okay. <laughs> Thank you. Please. Yeah. <coughs> it seems when we talk about the many, mm-hmm. we often talk about all the people in the room in the world. Mm-hmm. But it can also refer to the many movements of mind in our mm-hmm. own mind. Mm-hmm. I think so. When we study certain teaching, like Buddhism or Buddhist Abhidharma or 
you know, each traditional Buddhism has its own uh, system of teaching. When we study the Dharma using certain uh, terms, concept, and uh, logic, then we also uh, share the emotion also, or consciousness. I think so. Uh, for example, in Dogen's lineage, even though we each one of us are dif different person and different uh, has uh, different um, karmic uh, conditions, but somehow people who practice uh, based on Dogen's teaching has share some kind of same. Not only emotional, but idea, concept, and uh, logic, and uh, I think emotion is emo included. I think so. As a Buddhist, as a whole, there are certain things that is common with all Buddhist people. I think. Please. Okay. So, okay. so it's okay to look mm. at it psychologically. Sure. Yeah, because I never studied psychology, so I cannot say using psychological terms. But if you are familiar or if you study psychology, you can express the same idea or same reality using psychological uh, term. Please. I think it has. Both ko and ku can read as munashi. Munashi can be empty, something not really there. So koku uh, or ku has some empty connotation even in Japanese, or even as a uh, pure Buddhist term. You know, emptiness is something sometimes uh, interpreted in a very negative way. As a, as a mistaken understanding. And so that's why, do, not dogging, I'm sorry, Nagarjuna said, emptiness is a medicine to the sickness caused by clinging to, to the forms. And yet, if someone clings to emptiness, then there's no medicine to heal. So for some people, not a correct misunderstanding, but as a misunderstanding of this expression, emptiness, uh, 
and they interpret in a kind of a nihilistic way. So it's not only in English or Japanese, but as a Buddhist term, this word, word shunyata or ku or emptiness has certain uh, negative connotation. And this negative connotation kind of a, uh, is a medicine to heal from our attachment. I think this is really exists and this is mine and I attach this to me uh, and I want to keep this forever because, because this is really there. That is a kind of a, uh, you know, sickness and that sickness caused sansara, suffering within sansara. So uh, emptiness is a kind of a medicine to that sickness. But emptiness can cause another sickness. That means everything is empty, so nothing is matter. That is called a, a sickness of emptiness, or a, a in Japanese, ku-byo. Uh, byo in byo-ki. You know, sickness caused by emptiness. So I think uh, even Japanese, not only Japanese and English, but as a Buddhist, from the India, this word shunyata or ku or emptiness has some negative connotation. Does it make sense? I think so. Try not to cling to one fixed idea or one fixed theory. Try to you know, negate, keep negating everything. Try to be free from those kind of a, a limited, fixed, narrow-minded idea. Yes, I think so. Yeah. And what we do in our zazen, that is letting go, it's the same thing. By letting go, we become free from you know, my idea of something. So keep our, open our hand means we don't cling to certain fixed idea or theory or opinion. Try to be even a little bit free from that. Please. Uh, yeah, we need to be free from emptiness. That's why he, you know, talks this kind of strange idea. That means uh, even, you know, there's a manifestation. And this manifestation within certain uh, form, within certain uh, conditions, is uh, important. So we have to uh, devout this, in my case, these five scandals within these conditions as a kind of a gift from the Buddha. So we have to uh, appreciate and uh, evaluate, venerate and venerate what is uh, given and what is uh, 
happening inside and outside of our life. So that is not only Dogen's, but I think even from Shakyamuni Buddha. That is uh, the very basic teaching we need to live with, with uh, uh, veneration and gratitude toward all beings, because we are connected and supported by all beings. So, um, what you're saying is that emptiness has to have something to be empty from or of. Emptiness has to be empty of something. Mm -hmm. right? So, if you think of that something, um, then you can be free from, from the absoluteness of that something. In other words, mm -hmm. it's empty right. of self. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. be free from that idea or concept of self. Mm -hmm. And this in itself then is uh, completely um, wonderful. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. it opens up infinite possibilities. I think so, so yes. There's a very positive side. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Not only the, the negative. Yeah, it has both sides. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. yes, thank you. Okay, please. Silence. Confidence. Confidence. Confidence means trust. Yeah. Mm? yeah. Yes. Yeah, even when we don't use our mouth, uh, it continues here, I think. So even within silence, you know, was is coming and going. So it's not really, uh, silence is not, uh, how can I say, silence is not dead. Within silence, all different things are happening in our Zazen. And that, that are all connected with everything we experience in the past and also everything happening around me, I think. Okay. Please. Mm. Yeah, emptiness is not my understanding or my point of view, but I think emptiness is a reality itself, our life itself. It's really happening about with, within and without these five skandhas, I think. So even I have uh, an idea which is completely against emptiness, then still we cannot live or uh, separate from emptiness, I think. Does it make sense? 
<laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll have another one more uh, lecture. So I can continue a little more. It's already 12.20. I'm sorry I talk too much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.